Blessings, and welcome to Arms Upheld, Support in Life's Hard Battles. I'm Lynn Pierce, and I'm here to hold up your arms with encouragement, something to think on, and a prayer to focus on the one who holds all things together while you continue to fight the battles in your life. In the midst of battle, life can feel overwhelming, challenging, or beyond. I don't know what God has called you to do, what battlefield you are walking through, but at times you may find yourself feeling this way. I want you to know that even though your battle likely looks different than mine, I'm here to support you. I want to stand with you until the breakthrough happens and you can see the victory materialize. My hope is that these few minutes we spend together will help you lighten your load, feel seen, connected, and loved, and fix your eyes on Jesus. Let's begin with God's Word. But the Lord said to Elijah, Go down to meet King Ahab of Israel, who rules in Samaria. He will be at Naboth's vineyard, claiming it for himself. 1 Kings 21, verses 17 and 18, from the New Living Translation. Before we pick up with Elijah, I'd like to take a minute to briefly look at 1 Kings 20. In 1 Kings 19, verse 18, the Lord promises that he will preserve 7,000 others in Israel who have never bowed down to Baal. In chapter 20, Ahab is fighting against King Ben-Hadad of Aram. During this conflict, a certain unnamed prophet came to see King Ahab in verse 13. Then the man of God went to the king in verse 28, and one of the group of prophets shows up in verse 35. Although Elijah is not mentioned in chapter 20, multiple others are. This is evidence that there are other men of God living and working here, which refutes Elijah's claim that he was the only one left and upholds the promise of God. In 1 Kings 21, we read about King Ahab coveting a vineyard that does not belong to him. It belongs to Naboth. He appears to be one of these 7,000 faithful followers of the Lord. Naboth refuses to defy the Lord and give Ahab his land. Ahab goes home angry and sullen. When Jezebel discovers why he's pouting, She plots a wicked scheme and carries it out. Then she informs Ahab that Naboth is dead and the vineyard is his for the taking. Ahab scurries on down to take possession of the vineyard and comes face to face with Elijah. So, my enemy, you have found me, is Ahab's greeting from verse 20. Let's just sit here a moment. Who is is really Ahab's enemy. Yes, we have seen Ahab play the antagonist role to Elijah's protagonist part in scripture here. Even though the books of Kings primarily tell the accounts of the kings of Israel and Judah, Elijah takes the stage in the sections we've been studying as the good guy. Ahab is clearly evil. Verses 25 and 26 of chapter 21 even describe this extreme. No one else so completely sold himself to what was evil in the Lord's sight as Ahab did under the influence of his wife Jezebel. His worst outrage was worshiping idols. 
Elijah represents the Lord and is therefore representative of Ahab's enemy. But Ahab is fighting against God himself. Elijah comes at the Lord's command to call Ahab out on his sin against Naboth and report the judgment God will carry out. Elijah shows up and speaks the truth God tells him specifically to say, and miraculously, it makes an impact this time. The words hit their mark. Verse 27 tells us, Ahab heard this message. He hears. His response? Verse 27 continues, He tore his clothing, dressed in burlap and fasted. He even slept in burlap and went about in deep mourning. Ahab finally has an appropriate reaction to sin. He mourns his actions and humbles himself. He repents. The Lord then gives Elijah another message in verse 29. Do you see how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has done this, I will not do what I promised during his lifetime. It will happen to his sons. I will destroy his dynasty. What can we learn from this account of Elijah? First, that God's promises are true. No matter Elijah's perspective, God was at work. He was preserving 7,000 followers, even when Elijah couldn't see the evidence. No matter our limited perspective, God is at work fulfilling his promises. Second, sometimes when obeying God, we will meet with severe opposition. Naboth faced death over following God and not giving Ahab his vineyard. We will not all come face to face with such an extreme dilemma, but we will face opposition. John 15.13 reminds us that there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Who are you willing to sacrifice for? Is Jesus your friend? Naboth laid down his life for the Lord. Jesus laid down his life for us. Perhaps it's worth pondering if we would be willing to do the same. Third, sometimes intervention is necessary and successful. What made this time when Elijah talked to Ahab successful? Elijah is faithful to speak the words of the Lord as he has done in the past. Elijah is faithful to obey and go when the Lord commands. This time, Ahab was different. Ahab's heart was ready to hear. He heard and repented. Successful interventions need to be based on truth, at the Lord's prompting, and at a time when the person is willing to listen. Interventions cannot be our agendas, but the Lord's. Today's journey with Elijah brings us 
face to face with the evidence of God's promises, extreme dilemmas and opposition, and surrendering to God's agenda. Surprisingly, Ahab brings us face to face with our sin and challenges us to be open to correction. If the most evil person could be humbled to repentance, what hope exists for us? Let's pray. Lord God, we humbly come before you this day. May we be open to hearing your truth, even if it comes through an enemy. Open our eyes and reveal to us a glimpse of how you are keeping your promises. You are entirely faithful, and your promises are true. Bless us with vision of seeing you at work. Abba, may we have the heart and courage of Naboth. No matter what we face, may we stand solid on you. Lead on. You we will follow. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me. Your time is precious and I appreciate it. We're going to be hanging with Elijah this summer and seeing how his journey can help us reflect and grow stronger in our faith as we continue to fight our hard battles. I hope you will stick around to hear more. If you'd like to read on your own, Elijah's account begins in 1 Kings 17 and continues through 2 Kings 2. I'd also like to invite you to check out my recently launched website at hlynnpierce.com. It's one more way I can connect with you. You can claim a copy of my prayer victory for free by subscribing to my twice-monthly encouraging email called A Taste of Tranquility. This is to help you step from the swirling winds of life's storms into the eye for a moment and refocus on our anchor, Jesus. I hope to see you there. As always, your battle may look different than mine, but let's stand together. I'll keep your arms upheld until victory is real in your life. Remember, God is for you, and so am I.